Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nolan Hawkeye Anthony Show. I'm your fearless leader, as always, and I cannot wait to dive into some of the topics that we're going to dive in today. I want to start with something that I believe is paramount towards being what is called a realistic fan, if there even is one. And a realistic fan looks at the history of a program, looks at the foundation of a program, looks at the geographical location, and looks at what's going on around that program. And sometimes I feel, and I always say facts over feelings, so I don't even like to say I feel, but there is a good amount of evidence to suggest that some fanatic fanatical Iowa fans projections of where the Iowa Hawkeyes football program and basketball program should be are just not realistic they're just not realistic at all if you go back um look at the Iowa Hawkeyes basketball team success and you were to look at where the Iowa Hawkeyes are right now, and you are not an Iowa Hawkeye fan, just say, just think about it like if you were an Iowa fan looking at the Tennessee Volunteers and looking at how each coach has done over his tenure as a coach. In my opinion especially for the Iowa Hawkeyes basketball program, especially, Fran McCaffrey has done an astute job at what he does. The Iowa Hawkeyes have never made it to four NCAA tournaments in a row since Lute Olsen. I want you to think about that for a second. Since Lute Olsen. Okay, so suffice to say, it's very difficult to make an NCAA tournament four years in a row. Why is that? Well, for starters, if you want to just start out at where it begins, it begins with a recruiting uh, class. So let's start with the very first recruiting class of a four-year span. If, and usually a recruiting class is about it's anywhere from one to th- to four guys. It's anywhere from one to five guys strong for a basketball program. Okay? Usually, it's around two to three guys. And oftentimes, it's only one. I mean, there are plenty of seasons when it's only one guy. But let's, let's go with a nice whole number of three guys. So three scholarship players over a four-year span, that's 12 guys. And let's say one, one guy out of all, th- one guy out of each class didn't end up being anywhere near what they were supposed to bl- supposed to be. So in other words, you did not get you got diminished returns back. That's four out of your twelve guys. That's an entire recruiting class. Matter of fact, if you're going off of the projection that it's actually two guys per class on average 
That's two whole recruiting classes of guys that just didn't work. Now, is that the coach's fault? Some of it can be put on the coach. But the point is this. A coach, all a coach can do is recruit a guy, project what that guy is going to be, develop that guy, and see where that guy goes. And the reason why I just gave those numbers is because you're going to have misses. And with the misses comes the comes the season that becomes ultra difficult to make an NCAA tournament team. It can it can be because some of those guys transferred. It can be let's just assume all those guys decide to stay. And that first I won't make it that difficult. And four out of those twelve guys whether they're a sophomore, a junior, or a senior, four guys out of year 12 are giving you diminished returns back. One of those four seasons, if not two, you're not going to make an NCAA tournament. You're just not. You have to have, in order to make an NCAA tournament four years in a row, you cannot have more than two misses on guys. You cannot have a program that has turnover via transfers, via misses, uh, graduate transfers, injuries. You just can't do it. And if you go back to the Iowa Hawkeyes basketball recruiting over the past four years, I'll tell you guys exactly what it looks like. Exactly what it looks like. So you guys can see exactly what it is I am talking about. Before I continue, though, I want to encourage you guys to visit 247hawkeye.com. Again, that is 247hawkeye.com. We're trying to raise $5,000 for the UI Children's Hospital, which if that is able to happen, would be so amazing. This is not about me. This is not about anything else other than an opportunity to raise the much-needed funds for the UI Children's Hospital that means so much to the Iowa Hawkeye Sports Program. Also, I want you guys to visit uh, speedproimaging.com. Again, that's speedproimaging.com. Let's go back and let's look at, we're going to take a look at the past four years, which dates back to 2015 for the Iowa Hawkeye men's basketball team recruiting and see what it is that I'm talking about. In 2015, they they signed Brandon Hutton out of Chicago, Illinois, Isaiah Moss, Andrew Fleming, Ahmad Wagner, Dale Jones, and Christian Williams. Now this, my friends, is what set the Iowa Hawkeyes back. This was a monstrous class that the Hawkeyes needed to sign because the year before, they lost so many guys Adam Woodbury, Mike Gazelle, uh, uh, Anthony Clemens. Uh, there were a lot of loss. Okay, This was a huge recruiting class. And on the surface, it looked fantastic. Brandon Hutton came in and said he wanted to be the best defender in the Big Ten. I don't know where Brandon Hutton currently is at, but it certainly did not end up that way. So, 
Brandon Hutton transfers. He doesn't even play a season for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Isaiah Moss does the smart thing, and he redshirts. Very, very smart decision by Isaiah Moss, and it has worked out for both himself and the Hawkeyes. He's been in the starting rotation since, I believe, his redshirt freshman season, which was... The last year that Peter Jock was there. Uh, I could be wrong about that. But he has started and he's giving he's given huge, ginormous production for the Iowa Hawkeye basketball team. Andrew Fleming. Andrew Fleming was the absolute quintessential recruit that everybody looks at with uh, the, the game tape. For the summer league, when Iowa was still playing in the uh, PTL league, and which is no more, and because he shot 20 shots a game, he put up some pretty, pretty ginormous numbers in the PTL. Big whoop. Who gives a gosh darn about the PTL? But a lot of people thought Andrew Fleming was going to be the best player in this class. Far from the truth. In fact, he has transferred twice uh, since transferring from the Hawkeyes. He went to, I believe, so he transferred from Iowa. He landed somewhere in Tennessee, and now I think he's at uh, Chattanooga. Ahmad Wagner. Ahmad Wagner worked for the Hawkeyes. In fact, I wish Ahmad Wagner would have stayed with the Hawkeyes for his senior year. But I get it. When you're an athlete, you uh, decide, you take a look at things and you decide what it is that's best for your future. And Ahmad Wagner gave a lot to the Iowa Hawkeye program. He started a lot of games. So there were some returns on on Ahmad Wagner. Dale Jones, zero returns. He got injured. The Hawkeyes took a chance on him. And he could have been a very, very crucial player especially uh, the season that Peter Jock was there, but he just got injured, and Dale Jones' career, unfortunately, did not end up the way that it could. Christian Williams. Christian Williams, and this is why transferring and thinking too hastily can, can lead to bad decisions. If Christian Williams would have just decided to be patient, he probably would have started for the Hawkeyes last season. He would have probably ended up starting for the Hawkeyes last season. They probably would have went uh, uh, with uh, Jordan Bohannon at the one, Isaiah Moss at the two, Christian Williams at the three, Tyler Cook at the four, and... uh, uh, Luca Garza at the five. So that's six guys that the Hawkeyes got in 2015. Okay. And I told you in a four year span, there's 12 scholarship players. That's six. That's nearly half your roster. Out of those six guys, three of them gave the Iowa Hawkeyes something. Only one of them gave the Hawkeyes something all the way until more than likely their senior year because 
although I thought Isaiah Moss was going to have a big season this year and he was going to leave for the NBA draft, it does not look as though that's going to happen. And so that is the story of that. Now, Ahmad Wagner and Christian Williams, you know, I'll count them a, a, a little bit, but uh, Ahmad Wagner more so than Christian Williams just because he played one more year. But neither of them gave the Hawkeyes four years. And so I I, I simply will not count the, uh, them completely. Although they did give some production to the Iowa Hawkeyes. Let's go to 2016. 2016. Because of all the guys who decided to leave, uh, leave that leave after that season and I remember that season if you go back and you look at the players you know Andrew Fleming Christian Williams Isaiah Moss Dale Jones Brandon Hutton they were all six five guys you know six five shooting guard small forward guys but that's what Fran McCaffrey likes he likes length he likes guys that can play multiple positions unfortunately you know Brandon Hut uh, Brandon Hutton didn't could not shoot. Fran McCaffrey doesn't like guys that can't shoot, and uh, he really wasn't anything but a three. Uh, that was his position was a, it was a three. Uh, and Andrew Fleming, you know, all he could play was the two, but he wasn't athletic enough to play the two. Um, and Christian Williams. He was. Christian Williams could have been a fantastic. Christian Williams reminded me a lot, a lot of Sean Livingston in the NBA. Uh, had he just decided to stick with the Hawkeyes, I think a lot of good things could have happened there. But he decided to go to Indiana State, which is fine. 2015, the Hawkeyes land Tyler Cook, which was a huge Huge gift for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I remember when I saw that, I went bananas. When I saw the, the, the picture on Twitter with Fran McCaffrey and Andrew Francis with the cake uh, on Tyler Cook's birthday, it was fantastic. So we've had fantastic returns from Tyler Cook. But more than likely, Tyler Cook is going to leave after this season. So Tyler Cook, although he's given monster production to the Iowa Hawkeyes, that is now five guys who the Hawkeyes will not get for four seasons. That's now five guys. But Tyler Cook, I won't count as that. You know what? Actually, I am going to count Tyler Cook as that. And here's why. Because what I am talking about is why it's so difficult to make an NCAA tournament four years in a row. Heck, it's hard to make it three years in a row because you have 12 scholarship players. And if you look at the past four recruiting cycles for the Iowa Hawkeye basketball team, so far, you know, because Tyler Cook, that's five guys that the Hawkeyes are not going to get for the full four years. And Tyler Cook could use a fourth year, but he's probably going to leave early. Cordell Pemsel, the Hawkeyes will get uh, all four years out of him. Matter of fact, uh, they'll get four years and then some out of Cordell Pemsel. Jordan Bohannon, same thing. 
Ryan Craner, same thing. Macy Daly. I don't know what's going to happen with Macy Daly. Macy Daly has had the same amount of minutes this year as he did last year, although his significance and importance to this year's team has been much more crucial compared to last year's Iowa Hawkeye team. Uh, I could I I could see Macy Daly deciding to leave and go somewhere where he gets starter minutes, uh, but you have to ask yourself: Are you willing to leave and sit out a season? And you know me, I don't want Macy Daly to leave. Quite frankly, I think Macy Daly has the chance uh, out of all these Hawkeyes. Isaiah Moss is probably number one. I think Macy Daly has the best chance to groom himself into an NBA-type player, but I don't know if he's going to get that chance at Iowa because of the position he plays and how loaded they are at his position. However, he may be a guy who still decides to stay all four years. And remember, he could have redshirted. He could have redshirted, and he decided not to. He absolutely could have redshirted, and he decided not to. Uh, so we'll see with that. So that's five guys in total that, that Fran McCaffrey is not going to get all four years out of. Um, Macy Daly, in my opinion, is up in the air, although I do think he's going to leave. Luca Garza, Connor McCaffrey, Jack Nudge. That was the 2017 class. Luca Garza. Huge, huge, huge returns. Connor McCaffrey, uh, he is a redshirt freshman. Jack Nunge is going to go down to his class because he's redshirting this year. And I think the Iowa Hawkeyes are going to get huge returns from Jack Nunge because Tyler Cook is leaving next year, which opens the door for either Ryan Craner or Jack Nunge to step in. But believe me when I say this, the Iowa Hawkeye coaching staff is telling Xavier Foster, hey, you come to Iowa, that starting spot that Tyler Cook leaves, and, and Luca Garza, because I'm telling you guys something, if you guys think Luca Garza is going to stay all four years, you are sadly mistaken. Luca Garza is one year away. I think he could leave after this year because he can shoot the three, he can... Uh, He's very physical in the post. Uh, he could probably rebound a little bit better, but he plays with enormous energy. He shoots the free throw well. The only thing that Luca Garza could probably uh, get better at is uh, his mid-range game, as well as his uh, hook, uh, as well as his and his rebounding. So, Luca Garza, in my estimation, the Hawkeyes will not get all four years out of him, but they may. So, if you look at Tyler Cook and you look at the other guys that decided to transfer, and we still don't know if Macy Daly is going to decide to transfer, um, you look at the last four recruiting classes, that's five guys that the Hawkeyes did not get return. Uh, the full the full four years of return returns from that they expect to get out of each player. Now Tyler Cook is a guy who is a fringe guy. Uh, however, 
because he did he is going to end up playing three years, but uh, it's still hard to count him as somebody who gave the Hawkeyes everything uh, when they gave him that scholarship. So if I look at the Iowa Hawkeye basketball team, what I'm telling you guys is it's so hard to make an NCAA tournament four years in a row if you're not redshirting guys and guys aren't willing to redshirt because of the simple fact that guys transfer, guys leave early, so on and so forth. And that is probably the biggest reason why the Hawkeyes had the down year that they had last year and why the Hawkeyes uh, did not make the NCAA tournament uh, in Peter Jock's senior year. Let's move on to football. And before I do, I'm going to remind you guys of 247hawkeye.com. Uh, Visit 247hawkeye.com. That's 247hawkeye.com. We're trying to raise $5,000. Uh, to give to the UI Children's Hospital, which would be so fantastic. I hope that you guys get on board. And uh, any donation counts. Any donation counts. And there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. Uh, there's going to be some promotions. Uh, there's going to be some things for sale. Uh, you know, just a lot of auctions. And I may do, uh, you know, a couple things that may want you, that may lead you guys to want to give a dollar or so. I'm thinking maybe waterboarding myself, but probably not. Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe I will do that. Um, before I move on to football, uh, Joe Wizcamp, and th this is another reason why Fran McCaffrey finally has been smart in deciding to redshirt guys Joe Wiscamp will not be a Hawkeye for for all four years he's just not he's a six foot six guy who can handle the rock like a point guard he'll only get better by uh, by the uh, by this time next year and he's he's more athletic than Peter Jock and Peter Jock's on the verge of making an NBA team I can tell you that Speaking of guys who decided to leave, if you look at Josh Turner, uh, who came out of American Heritage uh, for football, and uh, Trey Kramer, boy, do I think that they wish that they would have stayed because, and this is just short-sighted thinking, that the Iowa Hawkeyes, when you decide to transfer, and I played Division One water polo, when you decide to transfer, you have no idea what's going to happen. You don't know if somebody's going to get injured. You don't know if somebody's going to get in trouble. You don't know if somebody's going to leave early. You don't know. You don't know the whole picture. So the best thing to do, in my opinion, if you're thinking about transferring, is to wait until everything has happened such as players deciding to leave for the NFL because now there's two positions open at the uh, defensive in the defensive backfield you have the new star position and 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 you have Jake Gervas's position as well uh now personally I don't think Josh Turner nor uh Trey Kramer would have 
gotten any one of those spots, but I do think that it's more likely that Josh Turner uh, would have been a good safety than a uh, than a corner. I can talk about this all day, but nonetheless, the Iowa Hawkeyes are rated uh, in most uh, sporting journal, you know, type paper publications, top 25, and it and I have no problem with that. The Hawkeyes lose Amani Hooker. In the grand scheme of things, yes, Amani Hooker is what was a fantastic player. He'll probably be a, a, a third-round pick. But Amani Hooker is probably the most insignificant loss that the Hawkeyes have because Iowa will 100% be able to... Uh, as they always do, replace a defensive back with production. So because Imani Hooker is the most insignificant loss that the Iowa Hawkeyes have suffered, uh, I feel fine with their replacement of him. I also feel fine with their replacement of Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson if he decides to leave. I was surprised by Anthony Nelson deciding to to leave because I think Anthony Nelson could have come back for one more season and not necessarily done as well uh, pass rushing because he's already shown NFL scouts what he can do with his pass rushing skills. It's more so what can he do? Can he get in the backfield and be disruptive as a defensive end? Uh when teams are running the football. And I don't know the answer to that question. I know uh, Parker Hesse can. I know A.J. Epinesi can. Um, And so the Iowa Hawkeyes could use him. But I got to say, Chauncey Golston was very, very disruptive. And I think if you would have given Chauncey Golston the same same, uh, snap count that Anthony Nelson would have had or did have last season, I think Chauncey Golston ends up with six, seven sacks. I mean, Chauncey Golston already, I mean, this season he had three and a half sacks. He had 11 tackles for loss. And what's good about Chauncey Golston is he can slide inside as well. So if Brandon Simon or John Wagner, or you know, one of these other young guys that the Iowa Hawkeyes have uh, and are bringing up uh, steps up. He can easily do the Parker Hesse thing, and he has such a good frame on him that I'm really excited about him. But Anthony Nelson probably is the the biggest loss for the Iowa Hawkeyes just because of depth. I mean, it would have been really nice to have a three-headed monster at defensive end, although you can get away with just having two. You don't need more than two. If you know, uh, Even Alabama keeps their, their top, uh, you know, they have three, four guys that can, that, that, that are, that have NFL talent that can get into the backfield, and they still usually year in, year out, uh, use two, three guys uh, because there's just not enough snaps to go around. And some guys, you know, they need to get in a groove to 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 be uh, the type of player that you want them to be um, on 
that side of the football. So, but the defensive tackle is the position that you can use guys to rotate. And I think Chauncey Golston is a perfect candidate to be able to slide in the middle. So I think the Hawkeyes are going to be fine. I think they're actually ranked low for the amount of guys that they have coming back. I mean, this is, this year was the most talented roster from top to bottom as far as guys who played that the Hawkeyes have had since 2015. I remember in 2015, uh, you know, after the draft, when only Austin Blythe got drafted, everybody was saying, uh, you know, they weren't they weren't a real top five team. They weren't a real top five team. They, look at how many players they, they had drafted. Well, hold on a second. That 2015 team, you know, Jaleel Johnson could have left early. C.J. Beathard could have left early. Desmond King could have left early. And if all three of those guys would have left early, then, you know, th- th- there would have been four guys drafted. And if you look at the 2015-2016 squads, you have C.J. Beathard, uh, Jaleel Johnson, James Daniels, Desmond King, uh, Greg Maben, uh, Austin Blythe, Cole Croston, Ike Boker. I mean, that's eight guys already right there, and I'm I'm probably leaving a few out as it is. So that team was absolutely George Kittle. That team was absolutely loaded and. They had two guys on their roster who are who were future All-Pro players, so that team was loaded. And so when I say that this team is as talented as that team, that's saying something. Uh, because when you look, when we look back at this two-year window of the amount of guys that ended up going to the NFL draft, um, you know, this year it's going to be uh, Anthony Nelson. Noah Fant, Amani Hooker, uh, Keegan Render, Ross Reynolds. That's five guys that, that will be drafted, no doubt. I don't think Jake Gervas will be drafted. I don't think Jack Hockaday will be drafted. But that's five guys right there. TJ Hawkinson could make a sixth. That would be six guys. And quite frankly, Alaric Jackson could have left and he would have been drafted as well. But then you look and t- towards next year and you have Nate Stanley, uh, AJ Epinesa, TJ Hawkinson, Cedric Lattimore. Cedric Lattimore, by the way, is set to have a huge, that guy has been getting solid playing time since his sophomore campaign. That guy is going to be a absolute beast that the he's going to be the next defensive tackle in a long line of defensive tackles that have been drafted and taken to the NFL. He just needs to be more disruptive in the backfield. But that's eight guys in the span. That's eight or nine guys, and that and that doesn't even include guys that I think that with a good season like Michael Ojemudie, uh Matt Hankins. Uh, guys like that that could make it 10, 10 Iowa Hawkeyes in the past two years to make it uh, to the NFL. So this is going to be an absolutely stacked team. I think they should have been ranked higher. Uh, 
in some of these preseason polls, but the preseason polls don't matter. If you ask me, I'd rather the Hawkeyes not be ranked preseason and because there is something with this Iowa Hawkeye program that when they know that they're going to be ranked preseason, they just don't perform the way that they should. And I don't know what it is, but they just don't. The last team that did was the 2009 Iowa Hawkeye team. That is about to do it for this podcast uh, of the uh, NHA show, uh, episode 14. The last thing I want to talk about is going back to the Iowa Hawkeye basketball team. If you do not think Fran McCaffrey is a good coach, you are very, very sadly mistaken, and you are thinking with your heart. I don't know if it's if it's the Gary Dolphin thing, that him and Gary Dolphin don't get along. They don't have to get along. But I got news for you guys. Iowa City will never, ever, ever be a prime destination in the Midwest for top recruits to go. Why? Because you already have Ohio State, you already have Michigan, you already have Michigan State, you already have Notre Dame. You have you just have too many good established programs, both basketball and football, with not enough players. You know, the South can get away with it, but the Big Ten country cannot. Penn State, you know, it's just there's too many teams. And what Fran McCaffrey has been able to do, you know, people say he doesn't recruit well. You're crazy. I mean, he's recruited Tyler Cook, uh, top 50 player. Joe Wiskamp, top 50 player. Pat McCaffrey, top 50 player. Uh, Adam Woodbury, top 50 player. Uh, Mike Gazelle, top 100. Luca Garza, top 100. Uh, You know, so... He's recruited Conor McCaffrey, top 100. Uh, you can even almost put Jack Nunge in there. So he's recruited j- just, just fine. And do the Hawkeyes need to get better defensively? Absolutely. But I've said this on the Nolan Hawkeye Anthony uh, Facebook show. This Iowa Hawkeye team is not built to defend. Why do you think they went and got Joe Toussaint? Or Toussaint. I don't know if it's Toussaint or Toussaint yet. Because they need an on-the-ball defender that is a point guard or shooting guard that can defend and lock down guys and, and make it uncomfortable for defenses. This team just is not built for that. If you look over the past two years, what has plagued this Iowa Hawkeye defense, it has been perimeter defense. And no matter what, it will never, the, the makeup of this team, it just won't change. Joe Wiskamp is too young to change it. Macy Daly got better over the offseason. I know Jordan Bohannon got better over the offseason and Isaiah Moss did. But they just aren't, they aren't Mike Gazelles. They aren't Anthony Clements. And you need guards that can, that can go on the on the other side of the basketball and defend and that they, they don't have that this this year and they haven't had it for the past three seasons and if you look at the way Fran McCaffrey has recruited Fran McCaffrey has supplemented getting small forward to to, to small forward to centers 
you know, anywhere between 6'6 to 6'11 guys in order to get, or not in order to get, he's gotten the 6'6 to 6'11 guys to neglect the, the, uh, six foot to six three guards that you need uh to be very uh, to be very very strong on the defensive side and it's not like Fran McCaffrey has tried to or ha- has not tried to get those guys it's more that he, it's he can't get them and he's come close but w- w- has come up short with no cigar on on some of those guys and if Fran McCaffrey cannot get a, a a guy that's between six foot and six four that is a traditional ball handler slash you know great defender type, what he's going to do instead is get somebody who can shoot the lights out of the ball, like he did with C.J. Frederick, who I do hear is a great defender. So, without further ado, please visit twenty four seven Hawkeye.com. Please visit 247hawkeye.com. We are trying to raise $5,000 for the UI Children's Hospital. And it is all up to you guys. Uh, I will do my part in trying to do the best I can uh, in making it fun for you guys. Something that's worth your guys' while. Also visit speedproimaging.com. And we will be having a new sponsor uh, very soon to announce... Uh, I do not want to announce it quite yet, but it will be soon. And until then, DBAP, ladies and gentlemen, don't be a pussy willow. Facts over feelings because your feelings don't matter. And have a good rest of your week. And until next time, see you later.